Servus und herzlich willkommen to another episode of the Bavarian Podcast Works Post Game Show. A wise man once said that there is no such thing as too much schnitzel, which is why your schnitzel will be back on the podcast today, covering Bayern Munich's recent 2-0 victory over Hoffenheim in the Bundesliga. And yes, it was a really, really dominant performance, thoroughly dominant, just in complete control of the game throughout. Bayern Munich almost, you know, strolled through the game, I, I believe. And uh, Hoffenheim couldn't answer back. It was a beautiful clean sheet, a really excellent job by the entire Bayern Munich defense. And well, two really well-deserved goals should have been higher if... The forwards actually put on their finishing boots. And I'm talking about Coman, Gnabry and Mane, who really are so sporadic. They have been super inconsistent season that I honestly did not expect anything more. I actually thought before the game that Coman probably wouldn't score because he has come from an injury recently and he doesn't look as sharp as he has been in recent weeks. And uh, well, Mane, he has been in a rut for quite a while so as a substitute I really didn't expect him to do much and uh, well I got exactly what I expected so but with the rest of the attack well obviously Chupamoting is the man of the hour just really doing brilliantly all over the attack we will come to each and every player in detail later but for now let's just begin with the progression of the game firstly we'll deal with the lineups so Hoffenheim started with a 3-5-2 formation they obviously implemented a low block and a packed midfield to sort of try and stifle Bayern Munich's midfield and cut the supply to the attack. Uh, but funnily, jokes on them because Nagelsmann lined his side to exploit that exact same weakness. Because we all know that sometimes Bayern's play is so fluid that they don't really need a static uh, you know, well-set midfield as such because all the players are constantly moving, shifting positions. Sometimes one or two passes are enough to bypass an entire block of players from the opposition, which is exactly what Bayern did and they executed this brilliantly. Bayern Munich started in their standard 4-2-3-1 formation, morphing into a 4-2-2. I've been saying this for weeks and this is what has been happening on the pitch, but with Chupamoting's introduction, it has looked more like a 4-2-3-1 because he is a classic number 9. I wouldn't exactly say that he is the exact same breed of striker as Robert Lewandowski, you know, Luis Suarez and Karim Benzema. He is a bit more of a striker who can also thrive in the wide areas as a result of his really good pace and his good link-up play with the rest of the attack. So Chupamoting did function primarily as a striker. He did drop deep sometimes to help with the circulation of the ball, but Many of many many of the times, more often than not, he was also caught in the wings doing some good nifty dribbling. And interestingly, he had an escape rate of 70% in this game and a very high dribble success rate, which speaks volumes about his performance overall as a winger slash striker. And these are the kinds of players that Nagelsmann seems to prefer in his attack. So yeah, Spenon Reichen goal, uh 4-2-3-1 with Davies, Delict, Upamakano, Pavar in defense. Goretzka and Kimmich in midfield, Gnabry, Muziala, Komo and Shupamoting rounding up the attack. And for me, this formation was really solid given what we have seen in recent weeks. It was the way to go against Hoffenheim and it really paid dividends. 
So now the timeline will tell you that the first goal came courtesy of Jamal Muziala, who scored in the 17th minute. And interestingly, this was Jamal Muziala's first goal of a set piece. This wasn't a direct goal from a set piece. It actually was assisted by Koretska, who won the header on the ball, you know, while the play was in progress. And the ball fell kindly to Jamal Muziala, who wouldn't do a mistake from that close to goal. And... This is, I believe, a sixth Bundesliga goal this season. It's absolutely spectacular because he has been unbelievably good this season. And he has quite literally been carrying our attack and he's just doing excellently well. I mean, he provides at least a goal or an assist or both every single game. And we've spoken about this before. He sometimes might seem like he's not been having much of an impact because he does tend to drop deep quite often, circulate the ball do a lot of these off-the-ball movements that throw defenders off guard, which is something characteristic of Thomas Müller that we all, you know, sometimes tend to miss every now and then. And it is very hard to put an overall value on his team's contributions because he just does so much that goes unnoticed. So, Muziala was crucial, as always. And Chupo Moting scored the second goal in the 30th minute. An excellently taken effort. And, uh, yeah, overall, just a very, very good game from the... Cameroon international who was absolutely spectacular throughout I think he created so many chances that could have you know been finished better with his dribbling with his pace with his tenacity his physicality looked really good he won quite a few of his aerial duels if only Serge Gnabry and Kingsley Coman could actually shoot the ball into the net instead of just firing it all over the pitch we would have probably been more goals up but that is something that we have grown to expect this season just like in the others these are not very consistent players that we're talking about especially Gnabry this is pretty much what we've grown to expect but he did chip in with an assist which is really good and overall I don't think Gnabry was bad at all he looked pretty decent multiple times in the attack he has all these off-the-ball movements that are crucial and he got himself into really good positions. But then when he takes shots, he just shoots right at the goalkeeper or he just misses the target narrowly, which is so frustrating because he does so much in creating the chances and finding himself in the right pockets of space. He just needs to finish those efforts better to just, you know, cement his place as one of the world's quality world-class wingers. Because I wouldn't put him in the top five list right now. But if Leroy Zane is back and firing soon, he would definitely make it to the top five of the world. In fact, when he was playing, he was the world's best winger, in my opinion. It's just unfortunate that he was injured. But that being said, we still didn't seem to miss him. We did score two goals and the defense was spectacular. So let's go to the stats now. 21 shots from Bayern to seven shots from Hoffenheim. That's twice the number of shots, which is crazy. Utterly dominating the shots on target as well. 10 shots on target for Bayern as opposed to 3 for Hoffenheim. Limiting those shots was crucial. And I think Joshua Kimmich deserves a lot of praise for his immense defensive work. He is looking far more well-rounded these recent weeks. And he has put in so much of a defensive shift these games. He is really good at anticipating through balls before they even begin. And he's really good at reading plays. So he makes these defensive moves, these movements that just prevent Hoffenheim from progressing the ball and also help kickstart Bayern counters, which has been crucial. So Yozo Kimish, Kudos, just excellent overall. And uh, the defense, brilliant. Possession, 60% in favor for Bayern. Just bossing that possession and the pass is 513 to 344 from Hoffenheim. Almost over 1.5 times the number of passes from Hoffenheim. 
and a much higher pass accuracy as well. Fewer fouls, fewer yellow cards. This is what you call a masterclass. Five offsides for Bayern. Obviously, it's Bayern Munich, so you will you're bound to get you know offsides. So yeah, on the stats sheet, Bayern dominated thoroughly, and obviously, the goals also kind of paint the same picture. More XG definitely, and a well-deserved lead, a well-deserved victory. Now, coming to each and every player, well, let's rate them. Let's start with the goalkeeper. Sven Ulreich, I think, was quite solid. He did give me a few nervy moments because he just doesn't seem to be very good at passing, especially longer range than the closest defender, which is just sometimes... It's, it's just difficult to watch because you always fear that he will gift the ball to the opposition, which he did multiple times this game. So... It's such a huge drop-off in quality from Manuel Neuer. And you can't really blame Sven Ulreich because we always knew that he was a dependable goalkeeper, but he didn't really have a necessarily high ceiling. So we should probably look to bring in someone like Alexander Newbill, you know, as soon as possible, as soon as maybe next season probably, to integrate him into the squad so that there is someone to take over from Neuer in case of injury or maybe, you know, Whenever Neuer decides to hang up his boots, and I don't know, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But we would need a more solid understudy who is more capable of passing the ball from the back than Ulreich. But for the moment, he's doing pretty solid, so not many, not much to complain about there. The defense was stellar as usual. Davies had a pretty solid game, quiet in the attack per his usual standards, and his crosses were a bit off the mark as opposed to the previous game. I was quite surprised actually that he was not getting so many crosses on target and his shooting has never been very good but overall I think his defense was solid enough to offset his offensive contributions but I think he could have done better in both ends of the pitch. He definitely wasn't you know the player to write home about in the defense overall who I think uh, I will be coming to next Matthias De Ligt who was excellent just absolutely stunning in the first 20 to 30 minutes in particular, when Bayern, incidentally, had 11 shots on goal in the first 25 minutes, as opposed to Hoffenheim's zero shots on goal. The defense limited Hoffenheim to zero. Null. Absolutely nothing in the first 25 minutes of the game. And that is what speaks volumes about Bayern's dominance in the first half. Like, we took the lead, we never gave it away, we never looked like we were in any danger of capitulating and that is what is expected of the record meister and 70 percent possession in the first 25 minutes insane delict yes his passing was fantastic his long-range passing has been spectacular always even at juventus and ajax but at bayern it's like his range of passing is helping the attack also make those runs and get at the end of those balls and his tackling has been exceptional especially in the penalty area and i'm surprised that he still hasn't you know gone into some rash challenges that he it was characteristic of him in juventus he his play looks a lot more mature and he just looks to be going from strength to strength every passing game just an overall excellent performance and then we come to deo Pamakano, who is arguably one of our best defenders on the night just stunning just absolutely amazing and Upamakano, the thing is, he has such high potential. He can be one of the best centre-backs in the world on his day. It's just some moments, you know, sort of moments of weakness or maybe moments when he doesn't really focus. They just ruin some games for him. But this game was not that kind of game. He was dominating Hoffenheim's 
forward line all by himself. His tackles were on point. His interceptions were great. And he bullied Hoffenheim defenders, phys- attackers, I'm sorry, attackers and midfielders physically for the entirety of the game. His physicality is something that's super underrated, I believe. And I think he's improved his physique a lot this season, especially during the summer. I think he's worked a lot on his fitness. So he's looking really, really good. He did get a yellow card. But I believe that that doesn't mar his performance in any way. It was really good. And I just can't wait to have Luca Hernandez back in the fray. Because this defense is the world's best. Change my mind. This is the world's best. Man City has nothing on it. Liverpool has nothing on it. Arsenal has nothing on it. Like any other club you mentioned. Real Madrid, no close. Ulreich. I'm sorry, not Ulreich. Upamakano, Delict, and Hernandez. They round the best centre-back trio in European football right now for me. Any combination of those two players is doing a brilliant job. And Hernandez, well, he is a shoe-in for the left centre-back spot. So, once he's back, this defence will be impenetrable. Benjamin Pavard, excellent game. Very happy with his performance. He did a lot of good tackling. It was so beautiful to watch. I think this game, he had a very, very high number of tackles. Like some seven or eight tackles, which I've seldom seen in the past. I mean, we always knew he was good at tackles. But like these many tackles, just great. And... None of his tackles were off the mark. Every single one was clean, really well won, good physical challenges. Just very pleased with his performance. France's defense is going to look so good in the World Cup. Midfield, really good. Joshua Kemish, excellent job in defense. Very good passing, but overall his defense was what caught my eye really. And his pressing also. So this man is just rounding his game. He's probably the most well-rounded midfielder in the world right now the most well-rounded deep-lying playmaker as well so it's looking good for Germany Leon Goretzka a very industrious performance he just probably shouldn't be taking as many shots as he does and he should be finishing more of those shots honestly he has the occasional tendency to just miss really open goals or like clear-cut chances to goal and that's kind of painful but overall again a very good partnership between Jozo Kemish and Goretzka and I think it was a good performance overall and the attack well uh, let's just get Jamal Muzial out of the way because he is our standard like uh, Paul Bearer when it comes to you know Bayern Munich's gold standard of attacking and right now he's just on a tear he just cannot stop scoring or assisting and he got a very well deserved goal he was in the right position and he finished it excellently well throughout the game he caused a lot of problems for their midfield his nifty dribbling was still on point and Nothing more to say, I think. It's the same with Jamal Muziela every single game. He Just by being there, he elevates Bayern's quality so much. Kingsley Coman, very poor game from him, actually. And I don't like saying this, but like I expect more from him. And I know he's been back from an injury recently, but he just doesn't look the same. And I really hope he picks up from where he left off because it just looks painful. He cannot cross. He cannot shoot properly. And his decision-making in the final third ruined so many good counters for Bayern. He definitely shouldn't take so long in analysing the situation and just dribbling cluelessly past the defence because it just seemed like there was going to be no end product. I'm pretty sure nobody really expected him to score or assist of any of his chances because, I don't know, it's just like he's returning back to his old days, which I really hope doesn't happen because I really miss... You know, pre-injury Kingsley Coman, even 2010-11 Coman when he was really good. And 2000, and, and the Coman of last season as well. Serge Gnabry, 
good performance, a well-deserved assist. It was a really good weighted ball for uh, Chupamoting, who had no issues slotting it home from there whatsoever. And I think he his work rate is very high in all the games. He is very invested in the attack and he puts in a lot of efforts to make sure that Bayern gets some productivity in the final third. But that being said, he really, really, really needs to get his finishing under wraps because it is very easy to get him benched for the rest of the season once Zane is back. And we also have Thomas Müller as well. So we'll have Thomas Müller, Leroy Zane and uh, Jamal Muziala starting with promoting up front. It's looking really bad for Coman and Gnabry and Mane unless they start performing in the coming games because consistency is something that's very crucial at Bayern Munich. If you don't play at the top level week in, week out, you get benched. That's simple as that. And such Gnabry, well, I know he's trying a lot and he definitely is doing better than Kingsley Coman at the moment, which isn't a very high bar, so to speak. But it, I really hope his performances go up because I, I actually can't wait till... Lirozane is back because I don't think there's any way Lirozane gets benched for any of these players in a crucial game. So there's that. But uh, overall, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that he had a bad game. It was a solid performance in my opinion, and I just think he could be much better for what he's making. He's one of the top earners of the team, and he should be doing better. Finally, Chupomoting, the highly valued understudy for a very long time understudy of Robert Lewandowski, but also a very very dependable player thoroughly industrious and this game he again showed why he is the goat because who needs Lewandowski who needs Satyo Mane when you have Chupomoting I mean this guy is just crazy he is scoring every game for fun and he is so involved in the attack the way he interchanges positions with the other attackers it's so beautiful so fluid like the epitome Julian Nagelsmann type player and Overall, I just feel like he he just gels so well with this team. It's like this entire team is like a really good machine. They're doing excellently well uh, overall. And uh, I believe that Chupa Moting has a very important role to play this season, both as a role player and as a striker whenever we need that attacking output. Because there are some teams that are hard to break down. And in those cases, we need Chupa Moting to step up because he has that kind of offensive imp- impetus that he can offer that other teams don't. So... I really hope that he continues in this vein of form because it's going to be really helpful for us moving forward. So I guess that wraps up the performance overall. I have covered all the players, I believe, and there are some shoutouts definitely to some of the Hoffenheim players. Ozan Kabak was really solid. I think he made some really, really good goal-saving tackles and uh, he cleared the ball multiple times. And I think Oliver Bauman was excellent as well. He made a lot of crucial saves. It was unfortunate that he conceded two goals, but that is what happens against Bayern Munich. Even the best goalkeepers will have to concede at some point, except if you're Jan Zomer, when you just sort of don't have to concede at all, which is kind of sad. And uh, I think Robert Shkov was also really, really solid. Geiger was solid in midfield. And Ruta had a lot of really good opportunities. He created those chances by himself. It was just unfortunate that Upamecano and Matthias Delict were absolute walls today. So there was no chance there was going to be any goals scored past them. And uh, I believe that covers the entire game. I, I think overall it looks really good for Bayern Munich across all competitions. They sit second in the table currently. And I'm honestly not worried about Bayern overall. Even in the Bundesliga, Like I think eventually Bayern should be able to get the number one spot. And this season, I'm more concerned about the Champions League from a 
personal point of view because I think Bayern have all the right tools to win it all. And I don't want to jinx the team, but I think I genuinely believe that this team has what it takes to go the entire way, the entire distance. And I really hope that they do because uh, you probably won't get as good a chance as this when Bayern are stacked in every single position. It is true that they've just lost Robert Lewandowski, but the team is looking better than ever before. So I hope that this means Bayern can actually make use of the squad and come up with some great results. It is all up to Nagelsmann now. And yeah, I guess that covers the game. Thank you for listening and thank you for, uh, you know, patiently just uh, staying tuned to all our coverage. And uh, I guess I won't hopefully have to bore you further in the coming weeks. Uh, too much of schnitzel, like I said, uh, is never a bad thing. But then again, it'll also be nice to have some more variety. I should hope to see you uh, very shortly, maybe in the flagship or in another podcast. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support on both Bavarian Podcast Works and Bavarian Football Works. Make sure to like, share, rate, subscribe and share, give your support and feedback on any podcasting platform of your choice. The ones that you use, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud or any other podcasting platform that I'm not aware about. And make sure to read our articles and our football coverage on Bavarian Football Works and make sure to follow our Twitter pages. And we will keep you covered with more Bundesliga action and more international football. And until next time, thank you so much once again for your support and love. Take care. Vielen Dank und auf Wiedersehen.